Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Critique Circle, where I have invited three other songwriters to uh, submit a few songs that they're in the process of working on, and then we're all going to give feedback in real time. So uh, why don't we go around here and uh, introduce ourselves. Uh, Timmy, let's start with you. I'm Timmy Reardon. I'm a Boston area singer-songwriter and uh, also the host of the fearless songwriting challenge which is a challenge uh i offer six times a year to write seven songs in seven days we offer prompts we have a great group on facebook that's really supportive and uh helpful and it's just an opportunity to jump in and uh get some songwriting done so that's that's kind of my big thing especially recently well thank you for joining us timmy and uh, let's let's go to John here. John. Hey, uh, it's good to see you all. I'm John Lynn, a singer-songwriter based in Washington, D.C., where I'm also a music educator, teach uh, guitar and ukulele, performance development, songwriting, uh, general mischief-making. And um, I um, I'm also have been part of an Americana quintet after the flood, um, which took a hiatus during the uh, pandemic, but we are, I think we are reforming. We're getting together this uh, November to kind of assess the waters and get back into, uh, into a musical groove perhaps. So I'm looking forward to that and I'm delighted to be here. Nice. Well, it's great having you here, John. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, David. Terry. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Also good. Glad to be here. I am Terry Sunflower, and I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I also am now running a songwriting group here in Socorro, where I live. And um, we've done that a couple of months so far, and it's going really fun. I'm really enjoying um, seeing some new songwriters um, write their first song. So it's been it's been really fun so far. And yeah, I play out. I do solo. I have had a duo before, but that's done. And this year I did um, a couple of girl band uh, gigs that I, um, I got together for a women fest back in March. And we called ourselves Terry Sunflower and the Pistols because botany. And that was a lot of fun. I hope to do things with them again in the future, but um yeah, I do. A, I do a lot of solo stuff. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on, Terry. It's good to have yeah. you. It's good to Thank see you. you. All right. Oh, and I'm and by the way, I don't even know if I said this myself. I'm your host, David Coyle. I'm a singer songwriter out of Longmont, Colorado. And uh, yeah, I've been doing this. Uh, this is the fourth season, I think. So so we're changing up. This is an experimental format here. This is the first time we've done this. Uh, where we're just doing a critique circle online. And I think, uh, you know, this uh, it's good to discuss things here that are pertinent to songwriters. I think most, most of the people that listen to this are songwriters. So I kind of want to get an idea of when you go to a critique circle, um, you know, what do you look for? What are you looking for from a critique circle? What's the right, the right way, quote unquote, to, to do a critique circle? Uh, Timmy, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm looking for kind of generally, I mean, um, 
when I've started critique circles, kind of the general guidelines are just, um, you know, that uh, people are coming in with a song. Um, so anyone who's part of the group is going to uh, also be sort of have some skin in the game, as it were. Um, and that uh, people are offering what uh, we'll call constructive feedback. So um, a lot of the times it's kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's, um, you know, finding out what the person who's uh, bringing the song to the group is looking for can be really helpful. And, um, you know, if there's a specific part of the song that's bugging them, if there's like, you know, that sort of thing. And then just generally that the feedback be um, supportive, I guess, you know, <clears throat> and I'm sorry, I suddenly got a little perclumped. Um, in the in the challenge group, um, we do we do encourage people to offer feedback. And that in that situation, since we're doing a song a day, um, we really look for mainly positive feedback to you know what people enjoy about the song. Um, and I think that's good. A great starting place for anyone who's offering feedback is to you know to start with what they enjoy about the song and then go into any, uh, anything that they may find that's um, that might need a little love in the song and if possible, end on something positive <laughs> as well. But, you know. All right. All right. Yeah. How, how about you, John? You got any feelings about critique circles in general? Um, yeah, I, I think um, I certainly would echo what Timmy said uh, and um, uh, would agree with all, all, all that, all that came before there. Um, I think um, it, for me, it occurs to me that it, it depends on where I am in the process of writing a particular song and also who I'm with, you know, um, like you guys, I, I know all you guys. Uh, I know some of you very well and most of you pretty well. And so like, this is a group I trust. Um, I feel like, um, so I'm pretty comfortable receiving really direct feedback from you guys uh, about a song. Um, I also like to know what works in the song and like what takes you out of the song. Um, and if, you know, like I know in the song we're going to do today for me, I have a particular issue with one part of the song that I, that I want some feedback. I want some specific feedback on a couple things. So, um, I mean, it kind of varies, but I, I, I do feel like um, I like, people to respect the fact that I'm bringing something artistic and, and probably very personal to them and for them to respect that in whatever, what that means to them, I think. That's All right. it. Thank you. Thank you, John. Uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on critique circles? Well, there's not much left to think about. Um, those were <laughs> um, both very well thought out. Um, hmm answers. And well, I think even just starting with this new group that I'm, I'm doing, I, I don't have that trust yet of these individuals. And so I cautioned everyone to be really positive. And, um, and I, I also put it out there that you can give feedback or not, you can receive feedback or not, um, you know, just to make it really comfortable for for people that don't know each other yet 
So that that's an example of, of not having the trust that John was talking about, because that's very important for me too. I, I want to, I want to trust the people that are, are going to give me feedback. Um, because I want, I want my song to be better. Um, but, but I have received feedback in the past on songs that I never play again. So, um, I, I've had some crushing feedback, um, mm. in my past. And I, so I'm, I'm pretty careful about what I take in. So, yeah, I think, I think that's what I got for this minute. All right. Well, I know, um, my, my, my attitude towards critique groups has evolved quite a bit over time. Cause I, I know in college, I was a harsh critiquer. I, I felt like I was, I actually felt obligated to just sort of pick at everything. Um, I kind of, I thought I was helping people out. Right. But in retrospect, I really feel like that it was just way, way overboard. Um, and these days I, I tend to be more definitely, you know, lean towards the positive. And I think the thing is this, is that I, I, I tend to go in thinking that, you know, somebody's, satisfied if they really really like what they they've done already then that i don't i don't i don't want to dissuade them you know and so i i tend to be uh to tread gently um and try to make it clear that i mean it's rare that i hear a song that isn't just fine you know like you know most of the time i'll hear a song if somebody asks me for a casual response it's like yeah it's it's either you know it's good to great um but I won't necessarily pick at it. And I kind of, I kind of require people to give me a, they, they have to really prompt me to do like a really thorough critique where I'm giving, you know, negative stuff and suggestions and, and things like that. Um, and so this is a little bit more of a, I know with the regular podcast, I, I usually have the guests do self critiques. I don't typically give a critique except for my own music unless they ask specifically for something, but that, that always veers towards the positive. So this is, uh, dipping into a little bit more into, you know, making suggestions that are beyond just like, what are the best things about the song? So I'm curious here, uh, where do you, what, what do you think is the line between critiquing and workshopping and co-writing? Cause I think something that doesn't always get talked about uh, in critique groups is, you know, what, if you're aspiring to be a professional songwriter, you know, what are the, what's the rights situation there? Are you, when you're giving advice, you're making a suggestion, if that songwriter uses it, you know, does that, are, are you now a co-writer or was that freely given uh, for that person to use with or without credit? How, how do you all feel about that sort of thing? I mean, I feel like generally um, in the workshops that or the critiques, the song circles that I've been a part of, you know, suggestions are given, you know, kind of freely mm -hmm. um, and they expect, you know, it's kind of um, and there's no expectation of a co-write unless that's kind of, I mean, co-writing to me is generally a pretty explicit, like you're sitting down and mm -hmm. uh, you're sitting down to do the co-write with the agreement between the two people um to to do that and generally um my experience is that most people who do do that with me will just say like you know so our 50 50 split blah 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 mm -hmm. uh uh meaning that we'll both make the same amount of nothing uh <laughs> yeah, that's um, <laughs> but um 
and within the within the uh the song circle or uh you know kind of critique frame it's you're if you're offering advice it's it's advice and it's a person's to take or not to take i mean if you i think there are times where i mean yeah there's never been a point in a song circle uh feedback session where i felt like i was owed anything mm-hmm. after giving a suggestion is the long and short of it the tldr <laughs> all right all right any other thoughts on that or just like the difference between uh critiquing and workshopping or yeah john i was i was kind of thinking about that i mean generally when i feel like i'm workshopping a song um to me that and this is just my personal opinion, but I think like, to me, that's when a song is mostly done and Mm. I take it for what I would consider sort of a performance. It might be an open mic, it might be a farmer's market, or it might be a circle like this, but it, it feels like a workshop to me. I'm workshopping a tune, which is I'm basically dealing with something that feels mostly finished to me. Hmm. Um, And again, that's just how I think of workshopping. Um, I think, um, like a critique, like this uh, song that I'm gonna I'm gonna share on this podcast, um, is one that I just wrote, and it's yeah. it's brand new, and <clears throat> it's got a lot of parts in it that I'm like, ah, I don't know. So it doesn't feel ready for kind of a performance yet. So I kind of feel like I don't know if that's if that's something uh, that's just sort of how I feel about it. Um, and I also think like the thing about co-writing, you know, I agree with Tim that like co-writing is a really kind of specific arrangement, I think, that you intentionally set out to do with somebody. And um, anytime I've been in a group <clears throat> at a, you know, at a conference or casually in somebody's living room or part of a group that does song circles, I've never felt like I wanted a cut of anybody's song or that they mm. deserved a cut of mine. You know, I think it would depend on the extent of the collaboration. Like if they totally rewrote something for you, I guess maybe, but mm. That's not usually the nature of these types of groups, I think. Terry, you have any thoughts on that? A couple. Um, I uh, I was given a suggestion. Um, we haven't mentioned the Rocky Mountain Song School yet, but uh, we, we, we've all been there. Um, and last year in 2022, I was given a suggestion on a song. And I just... Like I knew the suggestion was right there. Like I knew mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even a line. It wasn't that this person gave me even a line, but just like where I wanted to take it. And I just stopped him from talking. I just said, don't say anymore <laughs> because you're on it. And I don't want to give you credit for this, <laughs> you know, and we, we were mostly teasing, but, um, but it, it was just such a helpful little suggestion that I then wrote a whole verse on. So, um, but I, but I, I know that that person wasn't wanting any credit mm-hmm. and yet I've also been asked, um, by another song school friend to, to take a look at a song that she'd written and with her permission, I come, I, I printed it out and I tore up all the couplets. I, I mean, I just cut them out and I rearranged, like, I didn't think I actually added more than a few words 
at all, but I just rearranged all the words. And she said, I co-wrote that song with her, you know? So I, I think that I was like intimately involved with that workshopping of that song with her hmm. and that she wanted to give me the credit, but I just loved you doing it. I didn't need the credit. I, I, it just, it just filled me up to, to be able to do that and kind of take it apart and put it back together. It was really a lot of fun. Um, but, um, I, I, I guess if you were that involved with a song, maybe you would want co-writing credit. Um, but that's pretty, that's pretty far in yeah. to a song. That's not really critiquing anyway. So there are just some, just some random examples that I had as y'all were talking. Um, but in general, I don't feel like this kind of thing we're doing um, is credit worthy of the individual it's just mm -hmm. as timmy said advice well I, yeah, the reason one of the reasons i asked this question is just because i did have a friend who would give me well kind of unsolicited advice <laughs> when i was working on something and then and then if i ended up using it then it kind of made a joke haha that you know i want credit for it that sort of thing and it was just it made me kind of wary about about that and you know how deliberate you have to be um because i'm not sure where the laws are exactly on that but um but anyway i think what, one thing we sounds like we're all in agreement though that for the purposes of this program we're going to you know give feedback freely and suggestions and advice and and that the people are free to take that as they will so so why don't we, with that in mind, let's jump into it. Uh, we kind of decided on an order here, and I think we're going to start with Timmy's song. Um, did you want to introduce this, Timmy, or should we just talk about it after we've listened to it? I think it's better just to talk about it after we listen to it. All right. So let's pull it up here. And Which is generally, uh, sorry, uh, at least in the song critiques I've been to most of the time, there's a little rule about caveats and introductions that, uh, you know, they're kind of close to verboten. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. So that's yeah. something to keep in mind. So, all right. Uh, and what about titles? Uh, I mean, should we, do you want to I say the title or the do we? Title on this, the title on this is actually the prompt that it came from. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know what I would, uh, I would probably title this song, uh, something either sometimes since that's the most frequent word in there. Well, let's or, play it here and we can discuss yeah, the, we'll the, the title there in there. Go. So, all right, here we go. This is Timmy Reardon's, uh, song for the critiques report. wake up tired sometimes my cream's expired sometimes coffee overflows my cup sometimes my flowers bloom sometimes avid walls fill up my room sometimes I'm dead leaves to vacuum on Sometimes I walk tall among trees Sometimes I fly like a bumblebee And 
improbable as I can probably be. Sometimes I break like a stack of plates. Sometimes I bite hard upon the bait. All the time I know I'm only me. Sometimes I toil for days, eating cheese out of the maze. Some days are like a mace upside the head. Sometimes more than I seem. Like a window to a dream Sometimes I wake up tired again in bed Sometimes I walk tall on the trees Sometimes I fly like a bumblebee Sometimes I'm improbable As I can probably be Sometimes I break like a stack of plates Sometimes I bought hard upon the bait All the time I know I'm only me So that was Timmy Reardon's submission for the uh, Critique <clears throat> Circle. Uh, did you want to say something, Timmy, or should we just open it up to reactions? Yeah, just open it up. <laughs> All right. All right, anybody want to start? or? I, I you know, I... I, I am. I love Timmy's writing. So, Timmy, I love your writing. Um, and um, one thing I notice about the way you write versus say the way I write is there's so much space in your arrangements. Um, I really love that. Um, and um, the harmony is not, the guitar part is not super dense, you know, reminds me of like uh, Towns Van Zandt or Blaze Foley or John Prine. It's like that kind of a sound. Um, and this particular melody and subject matter, I figure is also, um, reminds me of those writers a little bit too. Um, it's sort of, mel it's melancholy. And also it's about sort of just the complexity of being human. You know, I think that's how I kind of read the song. Um, and um, yeah, that's sort of like the, my general initial sort of um, uh, positive comments. I also like that, that there is a clear, uh, it's really easy for me to tell like, the A section or the verse -y section from the chorus -y section, like the melody lifts at the, um, in the B section in a really nice way. And the harmony changes and the chords change in a really nice way. So um, 
uh, I'm, I'm also a, a fan of, of that. Um, and that's sort of like, I have some, a couple things took me out of the song, which I can share either now or later, but I don't want to, but I think that's sort of, those are my initial uh, sort of positive comments. Jerry? Yeah. I love, I love the, um, I, well, I'm also a fan of Timmy's songs um, and the, I don't know, the way you convey um, message isn't the right word exactly, but just your use of metaphor. Um, some of my favorite lines, like right off the bat, the cream expired, you know, I'm, you're just, I'm in. That's I'm, such I'm a in. winner. That's such a good yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> And and my, my other my favorite. cream is also expired by the way. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> my other favorite line is the the leaves vacuuming up the leaves, or the way, I'm not saying it the way you did, but um, just I loved it. Um, yeah, and I did notice that melody change too. Um, and the and the the one you know just that one line that's not the sometimes line; it's the all all the timeline um just it's it's gets you and it gets you in the chest right um yeah i i i think if i could say what i wanted more of is just a little bit more of that line i mean like if there were going to be a c-section or just a bridgey thing just digging down into that all of the all of all oh Tell me to tell me it again. Can you say it? The line? Oh, uh, it's uh, all the time. I know I'm only me. All, yeah. the t all the time. Yeah, I know I'm only me. So maybe just either expanding on the me part, you know what? But uh, yeah, just maybe, maybe. I, I, I really like it the way it is, though. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Well, well, Count Me also is a fan of your style. I really love, um, it's it's not an overly fussy style. And it's just, it's, it just feels very genuine and warm. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I really, I love your guitar. I, I love um, how expressive your guitar is and the way that you fit it in with, with fairly simple things. It's just, it's amazing to me though, that the hooks are really there. Um I, the imagery is out of the world uh, in this. Uh, I, my favorite line was, sometimes I break like a stack of plates, which I, I think because I, I just don't think I've, I don't think I've ever heard that before. That is just a new line to me before. I mean, the, the other stuff is great, but but that one just, I, I love that. And because it, it made me think, it was like, how does a stack of plates break? And I was, you know, I... I didn't grab a set of plates and drop them, you know, but, uh, I was, I don't know. That was, that was very cool. Um, I love the repetition of sometimes I, 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 I love that. Absolutely. Um, let's see a couple notes. I, okay. This is, this says more about me than, than the song, but there are uh, people out there that haven't, a mind that goes to sexual innuendo sometimes and once the because you said cream before the coffee came in my mind all, all flipped into innuendo mode and there were several lines after that 
uh, you know, you get my cup overflow or overflows my cup, walk tall along the trees, fly like a bumblebee. All these are like fertility, you know, metaphors and other songs. So I, again, this is something you could, it, it, it's probably a bad note. I'm just saying there are some people out there that are going to get hooked on that. It will, it will probably get them misinterpreting the song or perhaps interpreting it correctly. I don't know that that was because I, I was looking at it through that sort of like, well, is this, you know, because uh, not all of the, in fact, my favorite line does is the one that I can't reconcile with that interpretation of the song, but the rest of it, I can kind of put together and think this is a person that's concerned about, you know, fertility issues. Um, but just, I'm laying that out there. I don't expect any, I'm just laying that out there. Um, well, I think that's the beauty of that initial image too, is it, it catches, it caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then I was a little embarrassed that I, it, it turned out that it was about coffee, but then it's such a powerful <laughs> metaphor because it's not only like it has, it has multiple layers. It's very pedestrian. It's like creaming your coffee is a very everyday quotidian thing, just like a very routine thing. But the, you know, your cream being expired could be a, a, a number of other things. And I think that's why, that's why it's a rich line, especially right at the beginning of the song. So I think I definitely had that feeling as well, but I think it's, I think it's uh, rich for that reason. I love mm. it. Cream is rich. <laughs> Bingo. Well, I, I, I didn't get that at all. Just so you know, because uh, we're a nice all person. Own interpretations. Terry. Yeah, you're not, you're not a, you're not pervy like me, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> but I, I wanted, because. I, Dave said notes, so I looked at my notes actually, and and I love the improbable as I can probably be. I love oh, the yeah. play on words, so nerdy that it's just so nerdy. I love it. Um, and well, I guess the only I wrote down my other, if I if I could have more, it would be maybe flesh out about what that means all of the time. I know I'm only me. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on that because I'm, uh, I'm in love with that, and I just want a little more. Yeah, that's all. I, yeah. I, I I'm the same way. I kind of felt like um, I'm as improbable as what, what was the line exactly? As, um, as I can probably be. Yeah. I mean that is a great. Yeah. It it really flows, and 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 but there are, but yeah, I kind of felt like I wanted to hear more about that through the song as well. Yeah. Maybe one of those Mary Mary Gaucher one line two line bridges just to suss yeah just to like <laughs> suss that out just something really delicious uh, and quick because um, it doesn't need in my opinion it doesn't need a lot I I think mm -hmm. I had just um, do you want some uh, something that took me out of the song a little bit yeah of course <laughs> sure um, I think there's a part in the middle. There's just a couple words that were hard for me to mm -hmm. understand a little bit. Yeah. Um, the ivied walls, I think. Yeah, it's a scansion thing there. I don't know if it's a, yeah. a thing where I need to just work out the phrasing, mm -hmm. or if it just, or if it needs to be re rewritten a little bit. But yeah, I agree. And I, I love, I, I love the sort of mouse toiling in a maze, the eking. Eking is a word that I couldn't quite also get to settle too yeah. well for me. 
Um, and then the mace, I know what a mace is. It's, I think it's that big, like medieval thing with spikes, a ball with spikes on it that you like crush people's heads with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, but somehow that like sort of also the medieval, like night thing somehow didn't quite, I don't know. That's a couple places where I just was like, huh, that maybe that's, uh, not my favorite metaphor there, but anyway, that's, those were the only notes that I had. Well, I, you know, I had, um, yeah, the Ivy'd one, I just, I just, I just, uh, not, uh, that was phrasing to me. And I think that would be easily fixed on that. The eking, I think this was, a, this was a question I had. Eking is a cool word. It's a very cool word. It's one you don't hear very often. And so I like it in that regard. However, I think that most people are probably going to hear it as eating, which also works. Yep. And I and I, and this is more just sort of a philosophical question, but if you've got a word in a song, it's a more interesting word. But ninety nine percent of the time, people are going to hear it as a, as a different word, which is maybe more cliched. You know, why not just use that word? Is it is it just for the benefit of the people reading the lyrics? Um, you know, it, it, that's a philosophical question. I, I like yeah. the word. Um, the mace, I assume that mace was kind of building off of maze, right? It was sort of a sort of a half rhyme. Nice. Yeah. It, with it may be building the lily, but yeah. 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 <laughs> but I didn't I didn't have a I don't know that I had an issue with that, but I, I noticed that kind of internal rhyme or half yeah. rhyme. Yeah. T- Timmy, do you have any uh, any responses or, or or additional context you want to add to this? Um I mean yeah, I mean, I think the question you raise about like what people are going to hear and what I mean, and what is, I think it's really worth considering when you're writing a lyric, like how clearly um, people are going to be able to interpret what you're singing and people are going to mishear what you sing almost no matter what. Um, it's the, uh, excuse me while I kiss this guy thing. Um but it's, I feel like it's, you know, if a word like eking is going to get misinterpreted, like it may be worth looking for another word, you know, or, you know, we're finding a similar meaning again with a different word or whatever, you know, or squeaking or whatever, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's something that I, you know, I feel like there was a point in my songwriting where I felt um like you know having sort of weird multi-syllabic words was uh important to me you know um and i'm past that now (laughs) 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 i'd rather have it be understandable you know (laughs) unless the weird multi-syllabic words which i do sometimes Well, um, so what was, can you tell us a little bit about what inspired this song? I mean, this song was, um, you, you kind of pointed to it earlier, uh, with the title, the title is tell your truth. Um, and it was, uh, it was a song prompt, uh, from the fearless challenge. Um, and on that particular morning, I think I just woke up tired and I did, you know, I have my sort of songwriting process that I go through, um, that I think we've talked about, you know, on a Uh different podcast that you did um but uh 
Um, so I kind of built things up and just, you know, found what that, what it was like, you know, I think that kind of like just kind of building on that kind of everyday, like, um, feeling tired and morose and kind of like beaten up a little bit was probably where I was when I was writing this. Uh, and you know, and also like, you know, um, how to kind of reconcile that with like you know, all the other stuff, like all the dreams and like all this, all the good stuff too, you know, that kind of comes along. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of what, for me, what it's about. Um, and it's always worth hearing what uh, other people think it's about, which is also part of, like, for me, like a big part of the process is, you know, when I come to one of these things, it's like, oh, what do you hear? You know? And does that line up? Yeah. Well, and, and Oh, sorry. If somebody else has a question. No, I was going to make a comment, but I can wait. No, it's go for it. Go not for about it. Timmy's song. Oh, it's not? Mm -mm. Okay. But well, let me just... It's relevant. I, the, other, the other thing I wanted to ask was just, uh, what did you like about the song, and what, what did you feel like were the trouble points in it? Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with most of the stuff you guys say. Like, I, you know, I'm kind of a fan of uh, I'm improbable as I can probably be. I like that a lot. The cream expired. Like, yeah, every time I hear that line, I'm like, eh, I might need to change that. <laughs> um, or, you know, or like this afternoon while I was listening, it was like, oh, maybe it's just a slant rhyme. And I just like sometimes my cream goes sour and it's basically mm. the same, the same thing. Um, but not, you know, there's something too expired, but you know, anyway, um, yeah, the, 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 the places where the scansion's a little off or, you know, the phrasing's a little off. I definitely like, I th feel like even the eking is maybe a phrasing problem. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe, um, and I think other than that, like the thing for me about the song is um both sections are the same size and shape and i feel like um the song might be served by making that not making them different um in some way you know hmm. um i feel like the interest of the of the chorus will be increased if it is different from the from the you know kind of the from the flow of the uh of the of the verse if that makes sense it may, it makes sense, but I would say, I mean, for me personally, with this kind of song, yeah, I I I think it's to me it fits a tradition of of yeah of not changing it up. You know, I think that actually would maybe take take me out of the hmm. um the spell that's being spun. But me personally, I, I I like it structurally the way it is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah I I agree. I think um, again, I felt like the the B section was different enough that it was mm -hmm. very clearly differentiated from the other section to in my into my ear yeah thank you yeah all right all right well timmy thank you so much for sharing that song and, and hey, being willing timmy. to <laughs> be yes. willing to to, to put it up for uh, uh critiquing so um yeah absolutely yeah all thanks right for, uh, thanks for the feedback you bet you bet all right, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Raw Songwriting Critique Circle. I'm your host, David Coyle, 
And we have here today Timmy Reardon, John Lynn, and Terry Sunflower. Thanks for joining us. We, we just got done listening to Timmy Reardon's submission uh, to the show, and now it's time for us to listen to John Lynn's submission here. Uh, and should I say the title here, or is this a title you think it's going to be, John? Um, yeah, why not? Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, all these things are up in the air here, so I better share <laughs> the screen. Here. It's brand new. So. All right. Okay, so this is You Belong Here by John Lynn. Drum beat pounding in my ear. I've been looking for a thousand years. Here we lie in a moonlit field. Shooting stars we are, shooting stars what's real. Cross the border and you will see. Come on in and sit next to just one chance to sing your tune Hear your voice spinning like the sunlight in June Yeah!
nothing but good stuff in there, man. It's pickles, Pringles, potato chips, Hostess Twinkies, ping pong tables, foosball, shag carpeting, stereo speakers, and beanbag chairs. Everything you need, just cross over the threshold, it's all right there. That was uh, John Lennon's submission here to the Critique Circle. Uh, you Belong Here is the name of that tune. And uh, all right. Did you want to say anything, John, or should we just jump into our uh, responses? Oh, no. No, go ahead, please. All right. I love it. Um, can I ask you... Mr. Guitar Teacher John Lynn, is that a walk up versus a walk down? Uh, yes, I would say Thank so. You. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Thank bum, you. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it took me a minute to figure that one out, but I got it. <laughs> Thank you. See, that's because you're a teacher, you could figure that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 lo I loved uh, so many things about that song. Um, the the intro um with that walk up um so many good images and i'm i'm drawing a blank what i i think i want to ask you a question can i do that already yeah absolutely um i i i was wondering who who the narrator's talking to Uh, what do you think? I think it's a self, a self-reflection song, like a, a like yeah. a, a a higher self talking to a a less higher self. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it, right. mm -hmm. I think that's right. That's sort of where I got to with it. Yep. Yep. Cool. Cool. Now, I, on that particular topic, there, I'll, I'll admit my first thought, uh, just because it's kind of the the one of the political hot topics at the moment is I was thinking of the trans community um, in, in that regard. Um, and, it, but I, I looked for other signs of that in there and I didn't really see anything, but just the, um, you know, the chorus itself, which by the way, knockout chorus. Oh my oh, God. Thank you. I, I am just, I, I mean, there's an A part to the chorus and a B part to the chorus and they both just knock it out of the park. But it did occur to me that it could be interpreted as, um, someone born biologically female and was transitioning to being male. But I, I don't see any other signs necessarily in the song along those lines, but, but that was 
when I first heard it, that was what I thought. Um, but again, the, the chorus is just, man, that just, I mean, I think it's universal as well. Cause I mean, it really hit me and it was very comforting to me as well to hear those words and the way that it was sung, you know, I could hear my, my father singing to me like that. Yeah. I guess Thank that's you. why I asked the question. Cause I was, I was just kind of wondering where, where it was coming from. And then I made my own interpretation, which I liked. So, um, yeah, that felt good. Uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to say about the chorus too, like the, just the way you phrase so many of those words and held out the ones you chose to hold out. I really dug. Um, and yeah, m more other people talk and then I'll go, Oh yeah, I know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing such a good job though, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. The, the, <laughs> The sunlight in June, absolutely my favorite line. Um, but also in both verses, there's, and the chorus as well, is about the song, about singing your own song, um, the silo song. To me, I started I started getting all kinds of song school stuff and you belong. Ding, 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 ding. Because that was my theme for this year for me too, that I belong and that's probably why I got all that. So well done, John. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much. And you're, if I, if I can interject one thing that, um, well, I'll talk more about the song maybe after. So, okay. I'm sorry. We're going to be quiet. <laughs> well, I can, I can, since I already started a little bit on my reaction, um, I love that chorus. Uh, I like the chord progression all the way through and the walk up is really, really cool. Um, the first two verses there, um, the, to me, I really appreciate the the references to time. That, you know, it's like you've been looking for a thousand years, but at the same time, we're shooting stars, you know, which is like this, this ephemeral event, right? And so it kind of feels like a long time, but there's also, it's a moment, and that, and, and then... You know, spending like the sunset in June, sunlight in June, which is kind of the longest amount of light you have, but that's a limited time. Um, I really, I, I appreciated that 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 temporal moment, the idea that you got to kind of. And there's a couple other spots I think where you 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 talk about kind of grabbing your moment. Um, I, my favorite, yeah, my favorite uh, uh, phrase in there is silo song. I just absolutely love that i think that is just a really in fact i want to hear that as like a greatest hits compilation like silo songs or something but i think that's just a i don't know that just just is very evocative um let's see and so I'll, i got i got a couple notes but let's let's jump to timmy here for your initial reaction <clears throat> yeah i really enjoyed uh you know, just kind of the arrangement of the song. I thought, you know, just uh, that that like kind of, I want to call it a breakdown state this section between the core, the verse and the chorus. Although that's not quite that kind of like little uh, uh, acoustic jam that you got going between the verse and the chorus. I thought was really cool, and that little uh, the walk up that we've been talking about on the what sounds like a twelve string there, and uh, yeah, and um just 
I don't know. As I was listening the, this time, what really popped out for me was that line in the chorus, uh, we don't fit in until we sing our own song. Um, and it's just such a, you know, such a cool kind of paradoxical, paradoxical um, idea that, you know, I think it's absolutely true, you know? So, yeah. And can we just mention the pickles and Pringles? Huh? Well, <laughs> well, that is a question. Is that, you said it, was, it was improvised. I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Terry. Sorry. Oh, I just, yeah. I like the whole improv part of it. Um, the foosball, the shag carpet, like it took, you know, we're talking about time. It just took just me back way back. And um, I want pickles and Pringles now. Thank you very much. So, so this is, I have a question about that. It, it says you as an improvised, well, two things. One, it doesn't, I mean, I don't know if you intended it to feel hip hop, but it doesn't feel hip hop at all to me. It feels just like talk singing, which is cool. Um, the other thing was, uh, um, is that is that a placeholder or do you actually want is, is that kind of what you're shooting for something along those lines uh that's the part of the song that um i think it's a bit of a a placeholder you know i think sometimes in the songwriting process for me some really fun creative stuff comes out that doesn't belong in the song mm -hmm. and that happened in this case and um, I'll just say that's the area of the song that I really kind of want some feedback on. I, I feel like I'm still, I still feel like somehow all my songs that I have bridges, which is stupid because not all songs need a bridge. Um, but I, I had this idea of a talking or sort of hip hop section. And so I put, I just put that D minor seven chord in there for a while when I was recording it in a hurry yesterday. And I thought, well, I'm just going to, I had some of these ideas from the writing process and I said, I'm just going to improvise as so. So when that, when that, when that came up, I just sort of started talking and spitting them out. And that's, that's kind of what happened. Um, so it is a placeholder of sorts. Um, I, this is where I want to say the prompt. This, this song um, came out of a writer's group that I'm part of. Hmm. And we meet, uh, we met every week during the pandemic um, this was the prompt from about a month ago. And the prompt was the word cozy. And so for me, you know, I thought of one of my friends had a really cool basement when I was a kid with the shag carpeting and the foosball and all this, like, you know, his, his parents had money and they had like Pringles, you know, we didn't have Pringles, you know, it was, <laughs> you, know you know, I was eating yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was I eating love, saltines, yeah, you know. Pringles is a luxury, uh, luxury. Uh, <laughs> well, it's more that thing. it was junk food, you know. It was more that it was junk food that we re we really have in my house, and and so um, th that part of the song is kind of left over from this coziness prompt, which also, you know, you mentioned Rocky Mountain Song School. You meant the silo is it was this huge part of song school when I first started going there. We'd go in there and sing, and that's really what the song is about, to me is the song is about finding a place where you belong, you know, and, and um, learning in a community like that, in, a, in, in an artistic community, learning how to be yourself and how to sort of slowly find your own, my own voice, you know, slowly. Um, and so um, I think like, I like the idea of 
a sort of spoken word thing. The, the part at the end there, I really like where it's like, just cross the threshold, you're going to be all right, boom. And then it goes right into the course. I really like that part of it. The Pringles, I think, and the pickles, to me, probably don't go. Um, but I just wanted some, I don't know how people feel about that. I think it's fun, but I don't think it, it's for this song, maybe. I don't know. It it took me out a little bit. I mean, I didn't, I, I was having a hard time reconciling it with the, um, not structurally. Structurally, I thought it was cool. I like the idea of having that talk singing part there. Um, but the, the actual topics didn't, it, it sort of cheapened the message of the song to me. Um, you know, because it's sort of like you belong, but you belong eating pickles and chips and stuff. I mean, uh, you know, it was it was kind of <laughs> okay. You know, I guess that's <laughs> so. So that that did take me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, like, I love yeah. My, the talk singing though. Definitely, the talk singing is. And again, it doesn't doesn't feel. I mean, maybe you want it to be really hip hop esque. In that case, I think it needs a lot of work. But I think the um, the idea of doing kind of a talk singing or just, just, you know, uh, I, I think that would be really cool. David, are you saying I'm not a natural rapper? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I know you've, you know, and, it, and it's, there are very few people I know who have as much gangster cred as you. So it does. It, so that's why I'm only comparing it to that. Yeah. I'm saying you're so gangster in every other way of your life. And well, you're, you're not quite doing the hip hop <laughs> as authentically as I would expect. Yeah, all right, all right. Goes without saying. Thank you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody else have any notes? Yeah, or? I mean, I think like my experience of the song is I don't know. I, I feel like I get grounded by like the moonlit field and the shooting stars, and even like and then there's this part about crossing the border where like I'm like, okay. And like, but I'm going with it. Um, and like, and like that, that whole part right there, like going in the course, like I'm right there. Um, I like the, the beanbag chair as, as the world too. For some reason, like, I feel like the silo song for me, even though like, I know where it comes from, but I feel like it kind of pops out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like those those first couple lines or especially the drum beat pounding in I'm not sure how it how it fits in with the rest of the song like is my is my experience um and I really want um that that line of I feel like I didn't hear it until until the second time through like I said earlier like we don't fit in until we sing our own song I kind of feel like I want more emphasis on that and I have a thought about how to do, make that, like, a, which would be to uh, to leave out the "this is where you belong" on one or two of those choruses. Hmm. Maybe make the, Wait, this, this, but you know, that's that's me just being over, like pushing, probably pushing too far. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But tell me more, because because the, there's two. Yeah, so I feel like if you make the, this is where, uh, if you make the, we don't fit in until, uh, we don't fit in until we sing our own song, the last line of your chorus, people are going to remember it. And I feel like I didn't, I didn't, and I don't know how important it is. Like, it seems to me like that, for me, that's like the most important part of the song or uh, one yeah. of the most important parts of the song. Um, and I feel like, 
instead the thing that's getting repeated uh four times is this is where you're, you belong which is also important but i don't feel like i feel like that other part has like more more weight for me or i want it or i want it to have like at least equal weight and maybe that's where the the spoken word comes in you know riffing yeah. off of that line instead of mm. pringles and pickles which i love those things but they, they're right they don't really go with this song yeah. um but it was sure fun to listen to. Um. <laughs> Maybe that's where the song starts. <laughs> in no the beat, just Pringles. <laughs> Pringles pounding in my in my yeah. yeah yes. The Pringle can is the drum, obviously. Sorry, no, no, that's I love it. I love where it's going. Um, well, I. I had a couple other notes here. I just want to, or no, go ahead and say what you're going to say, John. Sorry. No, no, you, no, you go ahead. Okay. Just, um, yeah, you know, I wasn't sure about the drum beat pounding in the ear. Cause I like the time references and the drum beat. It, it feels different than the rest of the two first verses to me. It, it doesn't, but, but I, I didn't have that actually as a note. It's just that, uh, Timmy brought that up, but one thing, um, I, uh, I, I, Timmy liked the big beanbag chair part. I was a little bit, I, I was a little bit more hesitant about that. That one, the, the, maybe because it's big bean bag, the, 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 the three B's in a row was maybe a little too, too much for me. Um, the other thing that I, I was kind of, the song is all about belonging and finding a place you belong. And I feel like that's the ultimate uh purpose and then i feel like you leave the song at the end on a little bit a little bit unresolved the last chord feels a little bit dissonant to me and um i'm just i wasn't sure if that it's not bad but just because of the message of the song it struck me this may be a song that should resolve you know a little stronger um anyway those are the only other notes that i had so yeah, maybe it, it it ends on one of those big major chords instead of the the minor chord, or a soft I just like, major chord. I like yeah. just doing that last walk up. That's so fun. Oh, it's so cool! It is. It's <laughs> ding, very ding, very ding. cool. Yeah. Just add three um, more notes and you get the major, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> maybe I don't um, know. No, it's I'm great. It, it's really good feedback and and all i feel like all the parts the beanbag chair and the spoken singing section were the were the parts uh that i wanted feedback on and just last thing i'll say is that the drum beat it's one of those lyrics it's like how i got into the song and i just mm. left it there do you know what i mean sure like absolutely. how you start you just kind of mm -hmm. like are playing and something comes out of your mouth and that's kind of the beginning of the song Absolutely. And a lot of times my first verses do need cleaning up for that very reason. Cause I'm just kind of getting down into it, you know? So um, that's really helpful feedback. So that I'll, I'll definitely take that to heart. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Well, did you want to give us any, any more context about the song or uh, about the writing of it or, or what were you expecting us to hear from us? Uh, what did you like and dislike about the song when you brought it in? Uh, you know, I think, um, you know, uh, the, the parts that you guys hit on were basically the parts I was concerned about. The notes mm -hmm. you guys had for me were the ones, the beanbag chair, the spoken, all that stuff. So I, I'm, I'm really, we're all on the same page on that stuff. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, just uh, well, the other thing, for those of you who know my writing, I mean, this is a very upbeat tune. Mm -hmm. um, and 
it's interesting for me. Like when I wrote it, I thought, wow, this is odd. This is sort of like an anthemy chorus, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's 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 hopeful in its own sort of, you know, becoming alienated to become part of the human race type of circle that Tim was talking about, you know, where it's like you just have to be yourself before anything makes any sense. Um, so anyway, that's that's all I need to say about it. Thank you guys. Really right. great feedback. Thank you, John. This was fabulous. Thank you for sharing. All right. So that brings us to Terry Sunflower. All right. This is a magic carpet by Terry Sunflower. Here we go. I am not the shy sparrow, though I've not always been brave. I've been the broken arrow shooting love into a grave. Asked the white dove fearlessly to carry me on her wings To see the ground below me and hear what lovers sing She grabs the wind in a hug with a daring and delight She's sailing on a rug, a magic carpet made of light she takes me up there it's her living situation I wonder how I got to where I let go of hesitation she grabs the wind in a hug with a daring and delight she's sailing on a rug a magic carpet made of light of trees down to the desert floor she whispers to me as the breeze envelops my heart once more she grabs the wind in a hug with a daring and delight she's sailing on a rug a magic carpet made of light made of light out there gliding on a draft I can't yet see. A love that is abiding she's waiting there for me. She grabs the wind in a hug with a daring and delight. She's sailing on a rug a magic carpet made of light. daring and delight we'll be sailing on a rug magic carpet made of light we'll be sailing on a rug a magic carpet made of light made of light made of light Chicago.
So I'll, I'll start on this one here. Um, well, I, I'm a big fan of, of Terry Sunflower's work. So by the way, that was a magic carpet by Terry Sunflower. Thank you uh, for her, her submission here for the uh, songwriter critique circle. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of your stuff. I, I love it. I love the, uh, uh, the kind of the marching rhythm that you had going with the, the guitar. I, I appreciated that kind of slow march here. Um, and uh, I, I like the, the melody a lot. The, just the way you kind of walk up and lead to the chorus. Um, some lines in here are just really killer. Um, I, 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 I really love, I've been the broken arrow shooting love into a grave. That just knocked me out of the park. Um, and the, she grabs the wind in a hug as a, you know, you had just talked about a dove the first time you talk about that. And I was thinking, what a striking image because that's what birds are doing they're hugging the they're, they're hugging the sky they're they're hugging the wind or the, the air below them and I was just thinking that's just a really novel image for me the idea that it's just giving the air a hug is 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 flying um absolutely adored that line and uh, a magic carpet made of light is a great a great line um that that stuff all stood out to me so yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I agree with what uh, David said. I, for me, the, that, um, that I'm not like the opening is brilliant. <laughs> it's so, so strong. Um, and it just pulls you like, right into the right ends everything and that idea that dave was just talking about about the you know i like this idea of this spirit that you're uh that you're sort of calling to or invoking and um and that's going to um you know help you through um the situation i guess i don't know this problem the situation uh that's gonna you know carry you uh you know forward uh <clears throat> from I guess like, you know, from that situation of being, you know, the broken arrow is kind of what, you know, it feels like. Um, and there's like this sort of healing in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I agree this, it starts so strong. I mean, the, um, yeah, I just kind of echo what, what everybody said about that. Um, the, the shooting a broken arrow of love into a grave. I mean, that's, that is, that's great. Um, and the, the, you've got a lot of avian stuff at the beginning. You're the shy sparrow. You've got a nice white dove in there. There's a lot of good imagery um, that comes in. Um, I, I also, it reminds me a little bit of um, uh, stylistically a little bit of Tim's song in the sense that there's a, it's a, there's a lot of simplicity in it. There's a lot of space in it, which I really like. Um, and um, I really pick up on the theme of sort of transcendent love, you know, sort of a spiritual theme that's in it uh, almost. Um, I'm not sure if, and this is a kind of one of the questions I had is if, if she, when you talk about the she in the chorus, if she is that sort of, 
almost like to me like feminine goddess uh, type of figure um or if you're still referring to the white dove in the second verse because there's some like you could you could construe it that way you know i asked a white dove and she took me on a magic carpet ride so i don't know which kind of that was a little that's good that's a question i had yeah i i had a, i had a similar kind of question that it, the because you go from a dove, which is flying, and I, I love the the hug aspect, but then you go to a magic carpet ride, which is a different a different thing. And so it's like, which one's the metaphor? Which one's the metaphor? Now I took this to be um, uh, sort of communing with someone who had passed away. That you're trying to you're imagining being with this person after you know you're just. You know, when, when someone passes away that was close to you, 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 you spend a lot of time thinking about them and you're just kind of hopeful that, uh, you know, you're just like, show me what you're seeing, you know, and and then that, you know, hopefully you're kind of experiencing this this this, you know, world from above and, and just sort of seeing it that way. That That's how I was interpreting the song. Yeah, I mean, I kind of. <clears throat> I kind of went with what was presented, what I think was presented to me, which is that the dove and she are the are are the same. That the she is the pronoun for the dove, and that the magic carpet is sort of a metaphor for the dove flying. But I don't know that you know that's that's what I heard. I yeah, and to me that's the that's um, just to echo what David said. I feel like they're both really good images. Like the white dove to me has this, you know, I think of, uh, you know, um, being highly exposed to the New Testament literature in my life. I feel like the, you know, the dove of baptism, like the sort of silvery light and kind of very ethereal spiritual energy, you know, whereas the magic carpet, I feel is more earthy, more colorful, more, more like Middle Eastern, more like it's a different, it's a different energy. Hmm. And um, so again, that's, there's some, there's something there that to me feels a little, um, I don't know what the right word is. It's just, um, it, it just, it confused me a little bit. I think they're both great. You know what I mean? Like they're both really cool images, but the, the dove on the magic carpet to me, it's like, I'm not sure kind of what, how to see that sometimes, if that makes sense. So you remember I was going to make a comment earlier. Um, I think it I think it works really well for right now. Hmm. Um, I was listening to S Scarlet Keys podcast and she was uh, had David Wilcox on the show, hmm. and he said when anyone asks him what the song is about, he says it's about half done. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note. Um, Yes, the white dove to me was is represents the feminine, so mm. in in kind of a spiritual way. So so yes, and and the and probably the reason there is some confusion is because I want it to morph from a, that that image into a human, mm. um, and and I was mm. trying to do that. Um, she took when the living situation. When she takes me up there to her living situation, I got, I wondered how I got to where 
I let go of hesitation. I'm trying to remember. Um, so, so in there, I wanted to make us make a change. So that's why you're feeling both of them, I think, mm. but it just wasn't, maybe it isn't maybe clear enough that it, I'm actually going from the ethereal hugging the wind with the bird to actually, um, uh, like the, the breeze line, um, opening up the heart. Um, so, so it's, it's a story song that it's only half baked apparently. Um, but <laughs> I would like to, I'd like to flesh it out a little more so that it actually becomes flesh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I definitely had that experience of when you got to the magic carpet ride, I didn't see it as a dove anymore. Mm-hmm. I saw it mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that is what happens in the song. So yes, it is. In that <laughs> sense, that was successful. Then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but well, maybe I, I'd rather not have people wondering. I want, I'd like it to be a little more clear. Well, I, I'm curious maybe. if um, it's because, because there's kind of, those are the two big metaphors is the, the white dove and the magic carpet. And um what if there was another metaphor, you know, like in the verse, you know, it, 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 there's a different flying of some sort, or, um, I mean, that could show that the, the magic carpet ride is the real, you know, that's the one you keep coming back to. Whereas, you know, if you just made a reference to something else that flies, um, then maybe that would, anyway, I don't know. That was just a thought that came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how to do what I want to do, but, Mm. Um, I, I want to, I think I want that picture a little clearer mm. that it is a transformation to humanness and to human love. Yeah. And it, and, you know, and it can be, um, pronouns can be confusing, right? Yeah. Cause it's a female voice talking about all these females and, and that's on mm. purpose, but it doesn't always you know, it gets confusing. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of curious. Like there was this part of me that was like, um, that wanted to hear about more about you know shooting, uh, being the broken arrow and shooting love into the grave. Um, but I'm also kind of curious what might happen if you just kind of lopped that first verse off and and saved it for something else, and focused mm. more on the white dove and you know started. Um, and started with, I asked the white dove fearless, fearlessly. I don't know, you know, because then that, know. then that, that problem, then my problem goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted, Timmy. <laughs> what, what can we do for Timmy? That is the question. That's right. <laughs> you got to have our priorities straight. So. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I feel like this song is so much more about the white dove than about, um, than about, um, being the broken arrow, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and obviously those lines are super powerful. We talked about that, but, um, yeah. So that's my thought. Interesting. I was thinking about leaving the last verse off and just. Let's take a look at that. Let's see. Let me scroll down. Um, I know, I know it's out there gliding on a draft. I can't yet see a love that is abiding. She's waiting there for me. Let's see. Hmm. Well, it's not 
it's not the strongest one in the in the song, but it's it's fine. Why 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 that one in particular? Well, see, that's where I was trying to make sure that the listener knew that this was about back to me and the broken arrow, like trying to, that mm. was trying to come full circle to say that I, now there's a new love out there that maybe I won't shoot into a grave. Um, but um, not literally. <laughs> I love the way that sounded, dear listener. Um <laughs> But uh, you know, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, um, so I that's why I put it in there, I guess, to kind of clean it up. But I wonder if just leaving that that last verse or the what would be the fourth verse because there's five altogether, um, and and then we're still flying, you know. Then we're still on the wings of the bird. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, just. I just this is the last song I wrote, so it is really new and really um what what if you swapped out that that last verse with the first verse? So that the first the first line is I know it's out there gliding on a draft I can't yet see. I, I like how it's when you start it out like that, there's a hint of mystery. Um oh, that would that fit ver- that really ver- well at the beginning. Yeah. And then if you put the I am not the shy sparrow, uh and then you just just put that as your as your last verse um though mm-hmm. that might be that may not lead into the chorus quite the same way let's see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well uh my thought when you started talking about that last verse is something uh started that conversation about maybe dropping the last verse um it occurred to me that um that last chorus you have I like having the I like the idea of having a verse that doesn't have the chorus after it at the end that that kind of that just that kind of like drifting space mm. instead of uh, wrapping everything up with the chorus again, um, and mm. I like that idea. That of, would be interesting, you know. I uh, you know either yeah you, know, you know love that is abiding. She's waiting there for me, being the last line. But maybe also it it might also work if you were to do. Uh, adopt David's suggestion. I don't know. Yeah, where it's well, like that, I've been the broken arrow shooting uh, love into a grave is certainly a strong last line. That <laughs> is. That would be actually. That would be. It'd be kind of dark, but yeah, yeah. it would be. That would be interesting. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I think the the last verse because you've already been flying with her in the previous verses. Then to say that she's she's waiting it feels like maybe the waiting is before i think or i don't know it's it's um i know songs don't have to be chronologically in order um uh but that's that's one thing i like this idea of of rearranging the verses um and i don't know that you have um the form it's like verse verse chorus and then it's verse chorus verse chorus verse chorus i think mm-hmm. and it's I think when there's that much of the like, I I really think the chorus is strong, and maybe maybe you make maybe you make me wait another verse before I hear it again. Uh, that's know. the way I wrote. It. That's the way I wrote it, John. Mm-hmm. I actually did write it that way. So it was okay. first verse, chorus, first verse, chorus, and then the one last verse. Mm. Um, just a suggest. I mean, yeah, yeah, just a suggestion. Oh. Yeah, I like I it's, like that. It's like 
I know what it's like this like early on in songs, like when the structure is kind of the thing where you're trying mm -hmm. to figure out what goes where and uh, it can be it can be a thing. Yeah. But the first verse you write is not always the first verse of the song quoting Pat Patterson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, but I so think, Terry, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that the thematically it's very strong and image wise, it's, there's tons of images in there. And the theme is to me is, is super clear and the tone of it comes through very well. Thank you. Well, do you want to give us any additional context, uh, Terry, or do you want to tell us what you were expecting to hear from uh, as a critique? Mm, no, I don't. I, I mean, what I was wanting to know about was the the if if the storyline arced well enough to to get. So I, I feel like I can definitely take that feedback and um, and kind of re re-splatter a little bit <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and see where where everything lands um but yeah yeah no i think i really appreciate the input all right well thank you for sharing terry and and mm -hmm. uh thanks for thank you terry yeah mm -hmm. thanks for being willing to expose yourself here on the as, as, as and all of you as well it's just been this is great we got one more song. This one is my contribution, my my submission. This is They Never Returned by yours truly, David Coyle. They packed their bags They left at dawn And no one knew Except their dogs They headed west To Gallows Park They went to play down in the dark In spite of all concerns They never returned A map was found At the cave of not find the cave was lost had left no signs as well could be discerned they'll never return they Okay. 
from the fire in their campsites they tell the tale love is lost perhaps they lay beneath the moss the Their passion returns Their passion returns Their passion returns Bravo, David. Thank you, thank you. That was uh, that was they never returned by yours truly, David Coyle. That's my contribution to the critique circle this week. So, all right, let's jump to it. What uh, kind of reactions do you guys have? I all really right, enjoy. Moving on. Uh, We're going to move uh, next yep, week. That's we'll, it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, good I night, like everybody. This. <laughs> I really enjoyed that's it. <laughs> um no, I mean really strong uh guitar part, you know, that uh that uh kind of staccato uh string pluck plucking thing. Um the story's really strong, I feel like um, you know, kinda steady steadily revealing information as you go. Um and um I, I, there's a real nice, uh, like the, that, that line, that kind of ascending, uh, 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 melody going into the chorus that, that sets it apart from the, uh, the verses is pretty, is really sweet. <laughs> cool. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. The, um, the chorus melody coming out of that, um, sort of hypnotizing droney type of of uh, verse that you've got with da 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 it's a, you know two or three notes it's very like hypnotizing in its simplicity and the guitar part again very sort of like towns van zant like what's that song poncho and lefty is that his song that everybody yeah. plays yeah it's like kind of like ding, ding, you know it's got that sort of southwestern feel mm. to it Interesting. you know um uh sort of a wildernessy old west type of feeling maybe to me um uh beautifully sung beautifully played on the guitar love that um and i noticed i my i wonder um my my question is sort of the the chorus the choruses are all slightly different can you tell me about tell me about that well i don't think of it as a chorus but as more like a refrain right so it's great because it's really they uh will never return well you're right they are slightly different uh and that was just about kind of progressing the story you know um and kind of explaining trying to eke out there's not a lot of words to this right so it's just trying to um well okay one of the big challenges was it, with this was rhyming return right um and so i have like concerned discerned burns burned you know that sort of thing and 
you know, each each rhyme that I came up with kind of dictated how I was, uh, um, what, whether I said return or returned or returns, you know. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the explanation there. Um, I was having trouble with finding good rhymes, I guess, with that. Yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. So. It does. I, I wonder, like, what the, one of the things I love about the tune, like, already mentioned how that refrain melody comes out of the verse in a really delightful way, um, really satisfying way. And then the simplicity of this sort of verse refrain form, when you finally get to the bridge, it's like, oh, this is like a whole new, like, you know, it's like really nice to get that new section of music. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it would be like to to decide on a chorus and a refrain lyric that that tied that tied the story together because I feel like the I'm not sure I don't I'm not sure I understand the differences be in the like the first and the second one seem pretty similar but yeah, yeah. um you're right. I mean, in both of those cases, that the the first two ones would make sense. In spite of all concern, they never returned it could be that could be the same for those first two the last chorus or refrain whatever we want to call it um that was the that has plagued me with the song i have tried so many different things with that um and i i kind of felt like i i like the image of people talking about them and maybe i'm saying too much i i should actually let me hold off here i want to hear more feedback from folks well that's that's one thing at, at the end when it says their passion returned, I didn't know whose passion it was. Was it, mm -hmm. was it the people who were lost in the cave or is it the people around the campfire? I don't, to me, it's not, mm -hmm. I don't know who it is. Okay. Okay. That's a good note. That was, that was also my question. I, I actually wrote it down. Whose passion returns. I love, I love the discern line though. I mean, I don't have it in front of me. As well. Could As well be second, the second. They'll yeah. never return. As as yeah, as well can be discerned. I just love those words together. As well can be discerned. Ah, like I don't know. If, so if you're gonna keep one, keep that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but but also the, the 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 I had the question of whose passion are we talking about? But I follow the story very well, um, otherwise. Um, and I love that the only people that knew where these cavers were going, where their dogs like that is just, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty sweet, uh, 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 slant rhyme, the dawn and the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, All right. I re I, I remember this, this was a prompt from fearless. It was yes. From the, the prompt was caves. This was yeah. back in, uh, 2019, I believe. Yeah, because I January, a January caving song yeah. as mm -hmm. well. So I recognized it. And I thought, when I first heard it, I thought, I don't remember David playing me this song, but I've heard it somewhere. That's where. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's really cool. I like that. I think it's a driving beat. Um, my only thought in the bridge was, can that relax a minute? Can the guitar relax with the bridge? Because it changes. Oh, so much not there. be as rhythmic, you know, right? Of, right. Yeah. Can that maybe go to strumming? Slow or down, like that. slow yeah. down, and mm -hmm. then come back for that third verse. Um, okay. I, I was I like I listened to it 
with that question in my mind and I was like, yeah, I just, I, it, it gives such a break. The, the whole bridge gives such a lovely break. I just w wondered if it could give a little, a lovely break from that. I like that. Okay. I like that part as well. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of this song. I like it a lot. And um, I, th I think that, that resolving that question of the passion um, would just tidy it all up in a sweet little bow. Yeah. That, that ending has been just such a, that it's been a pain in my craw for, for several years now. I just haven't quite figured it out. So, but I mean, if I can figure out a way to, I mean, if I, it would solve it if I just made it all the same refrain, um, chorus, yeah, refrain, whatever. Because I feel like yeah. I'm not like my sense is that the that you know you've talked about there's a, a reference to lovers in it, but other than that, the mention of passion, yeah, that's really the first time we hear it. I and so it's I, a little bit like I don't know, you know. I, I agree with you. That that actually is definitely one of the things that I was most concerned about because it's a that's actually a I think I, that's a recent edit. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, there's no mention of like a passionate love affair while spelunking. You know that that doesn't really come into it. So it does. Uh, yeah, I that was something I was concerned about. That's for sure. So as well can be discerned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think there there is a refrain to this song that you could repeat three times that would uh -huh. just slay people if you can find it. I'm yeah. not I'm not sure what it would be, but I think to me, and I, I really agree with Terry's comment about the bridge, like even making that more of a oasis within the song, because so much of the song is about the driving rhythm, the structure, mm -hmm. you know, and so to have the something about my symmetry in this particular case. Would, is curious about what it would sound like with a with like a slam and refrain that just you know like uh, like Pat Patterson says like every time you hear it because of the content of the story it gets it gets more layered and yeah. deeper and deeper each time but it's it's the same but the meaning's different each time <coughs> because of the way you've told the story. Okay. I think I would love. I, I think that that would be possible with this song. All right. All right. But you know. No, that's. I, don't that... want, I only want ten percent. <laughs> 25 for you I, I yeah yeah um i mean one of the things that like popped out for me um was um in the like when i heard gallows park and they went to play like i, I knew immediately that the rhyme was going to be dark and uh, that, okay. like, that that like just like was just like okay 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 <laughs> which um you know it's a songwriter thing a little bit i don't know if uh if your general audience is gonna do that um but it did make me think of sort of like a pat a patterson thing which is uh what happens if they're just seven lines in each of the verses <gasps> what and just mm. drop off a final you know final rhyme you know which makes it a oh, little that bit would make it super creepy. <laughs> creepy. It is kind and of. There's creepy. also part of me that uh, kind of a ghost that's fascinating. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. It's kind of a ghost story, though, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, okay. We continue. What was the other? You were about to say something else. Uh, I mean, the other thing is, as much as I love that ascending uh, uh, melody, there's a part of me that is like, well, there, the first part of me was like, oh, we could just make it in spite of all concern. They never returned, uh, like through the whole thing. Uh, sorry, Terry. Um, but then, then, uh, I'm the fan of addition through subtraction. And I was like, what if it was just, they never returned. And then just like a, the, the, the guitar plates that bomb. Yeah. Maybe the guitar does it, or you do like uh Paul Simon, da, 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 or something like oh, that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, okay. la, 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 la. That's a, that's a really interesting Great idea. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And you know, huh. just a, one little, Un, kind of unrelated folk music geek note, but they never returned is reminds me of a folk song lyric that my dad always used to sing, which is Charlie and the MTA. You oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Never they never returned. returned. As soon as you sang that, I was like, it's Charlie on the MTA. <laughs> <laughs> he never returned. No, he never no, he returned. Never returned. Daddy's still, um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All which, right. Which All is right. also a song about a cave in a way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th I think it, it actually that echo is kind of cool. I, uh, I yeah. definitely heard it. So. <laughs> Very cool. So let's see. I, uh, yeah, I guess it, we've already sussed out the additional context, which is, this was actually from a Timmy prompt. So um, a fearless prompt. So that's, that's kind of cool. Um, and I actually didn't pick it thinking of that. And I had to look back while I was playing the song. I was like, you know, I don't remember why I wrote this. And I was looking back at my notes from uh, from when I wrote it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this was a Timmy song. So um, that, yeah, just to just to just to keep track here, I was expecting to, to get a lot of notes about that final line. Uh, the stuff about the bridge that was I was not expecting that, but I that was great. And and. Wow, there's so yeah, there's just you all gave a lot of great, great input, and uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you, David. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I would, I would love to hear this song again after you rework it. I really would. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it now. I love the, I love the uh, kind of the toolkit that you guys gave me to work with here. This is, it'll be fun to play around. So, same, yeah, yeah. Well. This is the end of the critique portion here. I, I you know, we, we've got, uh, I want to I thank my guests, Timmy Reardon, John Lynn, Terry Sunflower. You all just, uh, I appreciate you sharing the songs and, and being willing to be vulnerable enough to, to do this on a podcast. Uh, and before we get going, uh, uh, let me get, uh, let me find out where we can find your stuff. Uh, let's start with you, Timmy. Where can people find you online? Uh, I'm at TimmyR.com. T-I-M-M-Y-R.com. Right. <laughs> you, got, you got any big things coming up? Keeping in mind that this is going to come out in late November. Yeah, I mean, the next thing can, uh, happening is the Fearless, the Fearless Challenge in uh, January. That's, that's the next big thing I want to say. That's starting the uh, 6th or the 7th of January. It'll be the first set, Sunday in January that is uh, not uh, New Year's Day. It is a fantastic way to jumpstart your songwriting for the year. Absolutely, I, I, I'll swear by it. I mean, definitely, if you're uh, for, to all the listeners out there, if you want to just jumpstart your songwriting, do do the the Fearless Challenge with Timmy. So, it's a great group of folks, indeed. Hmm. John, how can we find you online? 
Oh, sure. I'm, uh, I am at, uh, uh, johnlynnmusic.com on the interwebs and uh, also on Facebook and Instagram at John Lynn Music. Um, and um, yeah, I'll be playing around uh, doing some farmers markets and some local gigs here in, in DC for my DC people. You can check the website. And um, uh, also, you can find me at uh, middlecmusic.com where uh, my teaching stuff is there and uh, you can find out more about me there. All right. All right. And Terry, how about you? Where can we find you online? Um, just Terry Sunflower. I, I don't have a personal website anymore, but I'm on, um, I've got music out on Spotify and all those streaming places. And um, um, Terry Sunflower is on Facebook and Instagram and SoundCloud and YouTube. So there's a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on all that stuff too, I guess. That's Terry <laughs> Sunflower with an I as well. It it is with an I, yes. Somebody recently Googled Terry Sunflower with a Y and a whole bunch of them came up and I said, check the I, and I was the only one. Woo! So, <laughs> thanks, Timmy, for putting that but putting that I in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once again, thank you all for coming. This was really a blast. A, a great way to spend an afternoon. So Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks, David, David, for having us. Yeah, thank you, David. You bet. Yeah. And Big all of fun. you, we're going we're gonna to be... Uh, this is one of the new formats I'm trying out, uh, and this will probably be a monthly... We'll probably do this once monthly, uh, in addition to the regular challenge interview episodes. So uh, be looking for that uh, challenge episode coming at the beginning of December. Uh, this is, should be out the end of November. And uh, in the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. We don't fit in until we sing.